0: Welcome this weekend to Life Church. Glad to have you. If you have a Bible and want to turn with me to Romans chapter 1, I'm going to get there in just a minute. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It is good to be home. I have been gone for two weeks and doing some mission stuff and traveling and man to sleep in my own bed last night. Oh, thank the Lord. You know, there's just nothing like your own bed, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't care where you stay. I don't care if you stay at like at a pop-up camper, or the Ritz-Carlton, or anywhere in between, there is nothing like your own pillow, your own bed. I got up this morning and I just wanted cereal, and I'm still, I'm like, I'm like off time, you know, and uh, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm still like six hours ahead, and uh, and so I was up at four o'clock, wide awake, waiting for Starbucks to open. They were like, "Do you have a lot to do today?" "No, no, I just I'm awake." and uh and uh, and so um anyhow just 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 the simple things and uh, man this past couple of weeks God has been doing some amazing things at Life Church over 13,000 bottles of water that you donated two parade routes i mean you yeah, i mean that's awesome you guys are great come on 4th of July big 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 success Jeremy and Ryan both just knocked it out of the park did a great job speaking uh, last weekend there were almost 900 people here, and on the Fourth of July weekend, that's amazing uh, with the great weather that we've been having, and just with everything that's going on. and And uh, interns, way to go! You hit your 10,000, so you, nobody gets fired, nobody loses their their big their big bucks. I'm looking around for them and all of that, and they're all like, "Yeah, that was kind of the joke." If they didn't hit 10,000, we were going to send them home. Some of them, I think, wanted to get sent home, and um, just because of that, not not you know, it wasn't me; it was a staff. So, but anyhow. So, um, and hey, and you know what, because I have missed you so much, and I have, and because it's summertime, and because I grew up in church, and I think church should not be boring, I think church should be fun, and if you get nothing out of anything that I'm going to say, I'm going to give you something as you leave today, all right? As you leave today, no lie, if I'm lying, I'm dying, as you leave today, we have an ice cream truck that's parked outside, it's free, ice cream sandwiches, it's free, yeah, y'all liking that? Woo! All right, today. And, uh, and you may go, well, why? Well, just because. Do you have to have a reason it's hot outside? And here's the deal. You go, Are, do I have to pay anything? No, 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 no. It's completely free. It's just kind of a fun thing that we just said. let's just do that. And, 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 and if you can eat three ice cream sandwiches, go on with your bad self. Get three of them. Get them. I mean, I'm telling you, we, we just get them all you want, eat them on the way home. And uh, hey, you pay for them anyhow, right? You're gonna give the offering today, so it's yours. (laughs) Come on, let's tell the truth and shame the devil. So we'll have fun. So, anyhow, get all you want, have fun, enjoy it. But it's just good to be back. And I wanna give you one quick update before we get into the message. And that is, is that we have just uh, we we've been working on this kind of behind the scenes. But I want to introduce to you just it'll be on the on the screen in just a second uh, a new hire. Uh, we just hired uh, Dave Osterhouse. Uh, Dave and Doris they uh, attend Life Church have been attending Life Church for the past several years, and uh, Dave is coming on to be our director of community. He's going to help us with assimilation. He's going to help us with life groups. He's going to help us with all of that. Uh, there are close to 400 people to 600, uh, I'm, my, the number escapes me off the top, maybe close to 500 people that are involved in life groups right now on a regular weekly or bi-weekly basis. And so there's a lot of things that are happening. So Dave's going to be coming on. And so if you see Dave around, he's been working a lot at the West Campus, uh, helping a lot behind the scenes. And so he and Doris are going to be, uh, there, he's been working in marketplace ministry. Uh, and had and he is now leaving that has resigned his position, uh, and uh, he and, and he is now coming on staff at Life Church, and uh, just want to let you know if you see him around, if he calls you, he's gonna really going to be helping us with making the, that connection uh, that's there, and uh, and helping us open up more and more and more opportunities for ministry as the church continues to grow with the West Campus and with the things that are happening to make some opportunities there. So just some good stuff that's happening, and want to kind of keep you in on the loop. Um, I want to show you a really quick video uh, just here in just a second. I'll, get, I'll just set it up for, for, for our guys. Uh, but um, I want to show you a quick video here in just a second. The past couple of weeks, I basically left. We were in uh, pretty much throughout the UK and, and through Ireland and meeting with pastors, church planners, uh, missionaries that we support. Uh, there's a board that I serve on and there were some meetings that I was at. Uh, in Cork in the southern part of Ireland. And uh, just some phenomenal things. But I met a pastor in, in a very poor part of Dublin. And um, Noel Kinney, Noel and Sharon Kinney, and they pastor Liberty Church. And I went to a prayer meeting, had dinner with Noel uh, and with his wife, met his family, uh, spent some time. And they did a Convoy of Hope outreach, which you so generously support, Convoy of Hope. And there were around 1,200 Uh, people that attended in this and that doesn't sound like a lot but you have to realize that in Europe they say the church is dead but God is very much alive and in this inner city area in this very poor area they've gone in and uh, have planted a church and now have a vibrant church of close to 300 people there have just started a satellite campus Uh, in Bray, which is just about 20, 30 minutes away, uh, and they just hit uh, over 100 uh, on that Sunday evening. We were there at that that campus and that service as well. But when I got to meet Noel, there was something about him, and and I'm not one of these. I meet a lot of different people and and a lot of different pastors, but there was just a God connection, and it just spoke to my heart, and and, uh, it's just kind of, as we're talking about this whole tweet, about missional living, Noel's testimony—I don't have a lot of time to go into it—but just a background: uh, He he grew up very, very, very poor, very, very, very hard. Uh, got radically saved. He and his wife Sharon were living together, uh, and God just did a work in their home. Uh, they got married. Uh, they 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 uh, went through Bible school. Um, they became pastors, uh, and uh, and basically and planted this church and. Um, He's one of the leading pastors in, in Ireland and uh, just an amazing story of God's redemption and of what God did. And I just, wanted, I just want you to see a real clip, quick, quick clip and then I'm going to go right into uh, Romans chapter 1. Life Church I am here with Pastor Noel Kenny of Liberty Church here in Dublin in the heart of the city and Noel I just had a chance to meet you the past couple of days and have some meals and we're here at the Convoy of Hope event yeah over a thousand people that have shown up and been ministered to tell us a little bit about what God is doing here in the heart of Dublin yes Well. I'm doing something. I'm doing something.
1: <laughs> That's what God is doing. God is... God... This city is, and this nation, we have a history of revival through St. Patrick where the whole nation became like Christians. And But that was a thousand years ago. And our testimony... We're absolutely adamant that our testimony won't be about a thousand years ago. But what God is doing today will be, have the same effect on Ireland as St. Patrick has. And in our community, which is in our city, Dublin, we are reaching out to a community. just people that are coming to know the Lord, like, hands down, coming to know Jesus. People of notable reputation from our community, and um, people that the guards, like, would know from, the, the, the cops would know from, the, for all the wrong things, and now seeing people's lives transformed. And that is having a domino effect on other people's lives. In this city, um, our time is coming. Like your city, your time is coming. We're, we believe that we're our city, that God is gonna do something that's absolutely incredible, that has never been seen in, in Dublin. We've had revivals up the north, We've never had a Bible Sunday We've had, you
0: know, tastes, but we've never had what we would consider a, a And today, how many? How many? We've had over a thousand people come. T- yes. Talk a little bit about what's happened here today. Yes, this Convoy of Hope Europe event.
1: Yeah, Convoy of Hope. And um, this event is is like a, a connector to our community. It's a connector with like over like a thousand people. And one of the big things that we're doing, apart from all the fun things, we've given out um over. The thousand school bags, school packs, you'd call them, um, backpacks full of um, uh, materials for going back to school, because in this city, in this inner city area, education is not high on the agenda, and we want to say to our community, by giving these backpacks, we're investing in your children's lives, in their future, we believe that education is good for you, and that's what we're communicating to the children, and each one of those little bags, as a prophetic act of the day, we put in uh, a mustard seed, into every one of those bags as a deposit into their lives and into their future. Wow.
0: wow. Mm. Life Church, this is what you're giving your money to. When you give money to Convoy of Hope, one day to feed the world, this is where it's going. It's not going to some organization, it's going to pastors, just yes. like Noel. It's going to churches, just like Liberty Churches. It's going to communities, just like this. Thank you for yes. giving and going. God bless you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Wow. Our testimony won 't be like that of a thousand years. Paul talks a little bit about this passion that I just saw in Noel, that I saw in pastors, in a country where everybody basically says hey i 'm saved because St Patrick came here hundreds of years ago and claimed the country for, 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 the, for Christendom, basically. And in doing so, everybody says, well, we're all saved, so we don't need anything, and we don't need... But, but, but marriages have fallen apart. The economy has tanked. It's close to 14% unemployment in Dublin and throughout the nation. The recession has has hit, as it has a lot of the European nations, very, very, very hard. And they're seeing God do some incredible things. And it reminded me, if you have your Bible, Romans chapter 1, verse 14, what Paul says at the very beginning of this incredible book as he writes to the church in Rome, he says this, I am obligated to both the Greeks and the non-Greeks. For no, it would be both to the Catholics and to the Protestants, because that's the huge divide in Ireland. To those who are wise and to those who are foolish. Wherever you fall on on, on the continuum, I'm obligated, verse 15. That's why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God For the salvation of everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then to the Gentile. As as I was this past couple of weeks just spending some time. And I just want to just share just a couple of thoughts with you. And then we're going to pray and and wrap things up. But um, it's always interesting to me how the Holy Spirit just really illuminates some things. And I kind of went back to this passage and 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 I don't want to go into a lo- a lot of the theological background but but basically Paul says there in verse 14 I'm called this is a calling I am obligated I am connected I am I am intrinsically connected to this thing as I talked to Noel Noel was a is a guy who grew up on those streets. He, he grew up in those neighborhoods. He, he has several brothers and sisters who have died because of, uh, of drug overdoses and, and powerful testimony and just how God has taken him out and his family out and, and all of his, his three daughters are serving God in, in full-time ministry and, and just doing amazing things. And God's raising that, that church up and doing that work. I'm, I'm just reminded that we're all called. You know, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says you're either called to vocational ministry or you're, or you're called to marketplace ministry. But every one of us, if we're Christ followers, if we've asked Jesus Christ to come into our heart and into our life, we're called, we're obligated. We have this sense of, of calling. Uh, the, we, we, you know, we, we have this ability, we have this belief, we have this, this, this knowledge that we are, are, are called to, to be and to do. And, and, and it just reminded me that not just am I called, but we're called, you're called. It's not just my responsibility. It's 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 part of what Martin Luther did when he when he nailed the thesis to the door hundreds of years ago, and just basically said, "Hey, there's a priesthood of all believers. That if you are a Christ follower, if you are a Christian, if Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, that your only high priest that you have is Christ Himself, and that you're no better than the priest, and you're no less than the priest. But that but that you're one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. That the ground is level at the foot of the cross. But we all have responsibility." We are all called. we all have a job to do. We all have a, a responsibility. We all have something in which we 're obligated to for the sake of the gospel along with along with this travel i i had um, I had dinner uh, on on this board that I serve on and and uh, with with a gentleman who lives on the eastern seaboard i' never met him before, and uh, he and his wife were there, and we were talking and and uh, he um, he has a, a private business and he said, you know, years ago I was in consulting and was in sales and, and, I, and the Lord very, very clearly spoke to me. I'm not a pastor. I, I, I'm not, that's not my gig, but, but that I was to start a business and do, do this, run this product line and in doing so, uh, God was going to bless it. And every year I was to take the, 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 what was left over at the end of, of that year, the profits, after everything had been paid, and I was to give all of that money away to missions. All of that money away basically for the poor. All that money away for people who had no hope. All that money was to go and to clear, to clear the books and to start all over again every January. He said, I've been doing that for many, many years now. He's in his 60s. He said, this year we'll do $200 million in sales. I should have a profit margin of somewhere between $15 to $20 million. And he said, I remember when we started with very, very little, I've seen God bless very, very much. And the temptation at this level is to take those resources and to go, well, you know, they missed this. Or what about a little of that? Or what about my future? Or what about retirement? And he said, I'm well taken care of, but I've seen God bless and bless and bless and move and move and move in such a way that I know what I'm called to do. What I'm obligated to do is to be responsible with those resources. And to be able to give that away for the furtherance of the kingdom. And he looks at me and says, Because isn't that what the Bible says, Pastor? That until all men know, then the end shall come. Until everyone's had an adequate gospel witness, then the end will come. That's my responsibility. And I just pushed away from the table and thought... He has a greater sense of calling than some pastors that I know. He has a greater sense of connectivity to what he's supposed to do than, than a lot of people that I've met because we are all called. We are all have a responsibility. We all have an obligation. And as Christ followers to do that. And life church, you do that. You do that incredibly, incredibly, incredibly well. You make a difference in the marketplace. You make a difference. I mean, that, that's part of what we did with the Fourth of July parade. You make a difference in the local community. You make a difference in the city. You're making a difference in missions. I was also at another meeting where if you remember back, many of you, where we gave $25,000 away to Pakistan to basically to some Chinese missionaries to be able to go into the country of Pakistan and do sidewalk Sunday schools into some areas that were heavily Muslim. And I showed you some clips that we couldn't put online and showed some things. Do you know, I just we just got a report uh, from, it was the individual that we were connected to on that project. 30,000 children a week in Pakistan are going to those sidewalk Sunday schools. 30,000 children a week. And the question came up by one of the pastors, how close were we to Osama bin Laden? We were all in the neighborhood. Do you understand the power that God, under that, that, and, and, and that whole area of the world that you and I don't have access to, that, that as Americans we're not really wanted or, or, or the door isn't open, that, that God has called some from China and they go into this area and in going into this area they're able to minister and because you give resources if you remember we had the little it was in it was in the uh, the Urdu language and, and we had a little crank up MP3 player where you could hear that and there were the puppets and there was the whole deal and this whole bag and it was me and Kevin, I don't know if you remember that or not but me and Kevin and, and you gave $25,000, there were other churches that did the same thing and, and, and there was an investment I think close to a half million dollars that was for that project and thirty thousand children hear the gospel. Why? Because you're called. Because I'm called. Because we're called. The, the next thing that Paul says is that there we live with this conviction. Verse 15, he says, I'm eager to preach the gospel. I'm eager to preach this thing. I, I have a conviction. It's the, it's, it's the how behind the calling. It's, it's, it's that amazing grace. It, it's, the reality is, is that the reason why that I preach and the reason why that you serve and the reason why that we do and the reason why that we're called Is because we were once lost and now we're found. We were once recipients of that grace, that amazing grace. We're just simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. Do you remember when you gave your life to Christ? Do you remember when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and come into your life? Do you remember that sense of peace that passes all understanding? Do you remember that joy that invaded that moment? Some of you may not because maybe you're still kicking tires on this thing called faith in Jesus and you haven't really made up your mind. And and, and I get that and and, and keep keep doing what you need to do on your journey, on your process to, to, to come to a decision. But, but for those of you in this room that have, do you remember how that felt? Do you remember when your bur- burdens were rolled away? was that old song, it was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. It was just this insatiable joy. And Paul says, man, I'm, I'm eager. I, 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 have, I have this conviction. I have this desire. I have this want to be able to, to proclaim the truth. I, I have this want because I've been saved, because God has rescued me, because God's changed me, because God's done this in my life. I have this desire to want to communicate to every single person that I possibly can. Every single person. I don't know if you've been around, but but I've been around some some missionaries this past week, and one of those is Michael McNamee, and we support Michael. And those of you that went to, to Moldova, uh, you you were connected. We're going back because we're planting a church in Liverpool, uh, and um, and matter of fact, the very first weekend of the West Campus opening, we took all the offering money and gave it to that church plant in Liverpool. And uh, I'll be meeting with the pastor there with some other pastors in the in the fall, and and we're going to go send a missions team and all of that, and and seeing things happening and I was with Michael and Michael's one of those guys who Michael can just strike up a conversation with anybody about anything I don't care if it's a waitress if it's a cab driver if it's if it's a, a bellhop if it's just a person walking down the street it doesn't it, he knows he talks he's connected he's one of those guys that by the time like you hear the stories by the time the plane lands everybody on the plane gets saved Right? I'm not one of those kind of people. I'm like, earbuds on. I'm out. Peace out, Girl Scout. Right? I mean, maybe you are. You and your entire neighborhood to the, uh, to the Lord. Everybody that's at the pool, you know, gets saved because you just walked to the neighborhood pool. And there you are. And everybody gives off. I'm not those kind of people. But Michael is. And I just sat back and just saw, man, the eagerness. And as we drove, because, you know, he was in the, in the IRA. And we drove to his home in Belfast. He said, that's where I grew up. And he tells a story of how he gave his life to Jesus. He said, I haven't been back here in 20 years. And he said, But I'm, I'm called. I've got a passion. I stay on the road. I won't be home for three more weeks and, because we're doing outreaches and we're doing evangelism. And, and, and he was talking to me. He said, Aaron, I need your help. We've got to plant 15 churches. We'll, we'll probably start with 30, but by the time it's all said and done, there'll be 15 vibrant churches in Western Europe in the next three years. Can you help me? We've got to train pastors. I want to connect you with some pastors. I want you to meet some pastors. I want you to meet some church planters. And, 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 and we, we've got to do this. This is the last leg of my journey, he says to me. I'm 60 years old, and here's what I want to do. I want to plant churches. Will you help me? And he, he's so funny, he said. He said, it's not that you and I are the best of friends. He said, but you're the horse I'm going to ride at this point in the journey. You're going to get me where I need to go. You're the best option that I've got. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad that we're friends. Um, and he goes, oh, no, I mean, no disrespect. It's just this focus, this eagerness, this desire till everyone knows whether it's a waitress sitting in a restaurant, whether it's, it's a taxi cab driver that's showing us to the airport, whether it's someone that's walking along, he's constantly asking questions. He's constantly, there's this eagerness and it just made me check. It just made me kind of do a gut check and go, do I have that? Have I forgotten that? Have I gotten so involved in the church and in the church world and the church culture that, 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 that do, do I think? Think about people that are far away from God. Do I remember when Jesus Christ came into my heart and into my life? Do I remember the reason why I started doing this thing in the first place? Have I, ha, ha, have I kept my feet on the ground? Ha, ha, have I continued to do that? And, and, and last Sunday morning, I'm, I'm in Dublin and I'm preaching at another church, uh, St. Mark's Church. It's the largest evangelical church in the city. It runs 700. Now, 700 doesn't sound like a lot to us in America, but you have to understand that 700 in, in Europe and Western Europe is a mega church. I mean, mega, mega. And, and I'm preaching there in the first service. And I have no, I've just met the pastor. I have no, there's two services I'm preaching. And, and they just share a little bit that they're going to knock a wall down and they're, they're going to need to expand. And, and the room that I'm preaching in, John Wesley, the great Methodist revivalist, had stood there at that pulpit and preached. And, and contemporaries of late like Erwin McManus and Rob Bell and T.D. And Jakes had preached in that pulpit and on that platform and just, just a, a, a total eclectic group of, of communicators and pastors and church leaders. And, and I'm a little, a little overwhelmed and I'm trying to figure everything out and I just began to, to preach this message and I was going to go one direction and God really directed my heart another direction and I began to talk having no idea what was going on. Realizing that there was a battle over a wall in the back of the sanctuary that had to be knocked down in order to make room for chairs. And I began to share the story when I came to Germantown eight and a half years ago. And there was a wall and we had a small room. And we used to talk about the wall being knocked down. And we used to talk about that there was going to come a day and, and that we were going to believe God for increase and we were going to believe God for that. And, and that that wall that they were having to knock down in that, in that historic building that was such a huge deal... Uh, that, that they were doing that as a step of faith and they were moving forward because there was this conviction. There was this, we've got to win people to Christ. We, we've got to share with this city. We, we, we're, we're in three Sunday morning services and we've got to continue to move forward and, and move ahead. And, 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 and I just shared that almost prophetically. And at lunch, well, between services, the pastor said, you have no idea. You just walked right into that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, but man, what you said, because I shared the story how we bought chairs, the chairs that you're sitting in. That we bought chairs. And that we said, everybody, would you buy a chair for yourself? And then if you're a single, would you believe for, for, to, for someone that's single to come to faith in Christ? And if you're a young married couple, would you buy two chairs, two for yourself and then buy four total and then two for another young married couple that's yet to come? And if you're a family of four, would you buy eight chairs? And, and if you have more money than what you can do, then buy, but we're going to buy chairs and we're going to believe that God's going to fill them. Because at that time, we had 100 people on a Sunday morning in 2,000 square feet that the wall basically was between this pillar and that pillar here in this room. And and we were... And, 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 and that's where we were, and we were going to knock the wall down and to be able to go from 100 seats to 250 seats. And I remember in that whole process, there were two families that left the church. One said, we don't even own the property. Why are you investing money? And I kept saying, I'm not investing money in bricks and sticks and in mortar. I'm investing it because I've got to be able to expand to get this message out. And another family said, you're just crazy. I, I'll never forget it. You're just crazy, and this isn't going to happen. It was in the first six months of, of me being here. But I knew what God was going to do. I knew what God was going to do. I knew he was going to take that and he was going to bless that. And I was talking about how that God was going to do the exact same thing. And he said, man, Aaron, you have no idea. He said, this week I, I've had conflict and I've had issues and I've had challenges and there have been things that have happened. And he said, you just went right there. And he said, the Lord spoke to my heart that this is what we're supposed to do. And it was complete confirmation that this is the direction. And people were coming up to me after the service. And, I, and, I, and I, it was just like, wow. It was this conviction. It was just passion that in the heart of this city where where Guinness, the factory, is just a quarter mile up the road and and St. Patrick's Cathedral is a mile down that way and in the the city center of Dublin that God is at work and that he's moving and Satan isn't happy about it and so there's conflict and there's pushback and there's all that but it was this whole thing of there's this eagerness, we've got to win, we've got to reach people, we've got to reach families and it just hit me and it just brought me back to where when we were 100 people, Eight, nine years ago, and the wall was coming down. And I was able to share with them. I said, man, you may lose some people over this. Bless them. For every one family that leaves and gets mad because we're trying to reach reach people for the kingdom, I just say, God bless them. And And I believe that for every family that leaves, two people come in. I said, you know, we were 100 people. We lost two families, so we're down to, what, I don't know, 80 people, 90, 95 people, whatever, some big families, right? And so they're gone, and we're back. But today we're, you know, we hit 1,500 this spring because it's not mine. The Bible says Jesus said he will build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's that conviction. It's that conviction. And, and, and it just hit me of how that, man, we are to be eager to just to, to proclaim this truth to remember and to not forget. Wow. It's so easy to forget, isn't it? It's so easy to get caught up in what's happening in the world. It's so easy to get caught up in spinning wheels and making deals. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. It's so easy for me to get caught up in, and we've got to meet with an architect. We got to meet with this consultant. We got to meet with, with this group and we got to do this and we got to do that and, and we got goals over here. We got things over here. We got ministry here. Got a ministry there. Got a ministry here, And all of a sudden, we forget the reason why we're here and that's just to love people. That's just to serve people. Amen? Amen. That's it. The last thing that Paul says is, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God into salvation. For everyone that believes. It's that cause. It's that cause. It's that for the sake of the cause. It's that calling that comes with conviction, that resonates with a cause. Jesus says in the Gospel of of John, for this reason I was born. For this cause I exist. The Bible says that until all men know, that's our cause. And and I just, just, it just hit me, just really, talking to Noel and talking to Sean Malarkey, the pastor at St. Mark's, and, and talking to these different pastors and these different leaders, realizing that that's what we're all about that's what it's all about that's what we're why we do what we do and not to forget the cause the why behind we're here we're not here i'm not here to make you happy I'm not here to preach little sermonettes for Christianettes. I'm not here to give you three points in a poem. I'm not here to give it to you like that. I'm here to stir you up. I'm here to equip you. I'm here to provoke you, the Bible says, to stir you up so that you do acts of righteousness, so that you you have that crown of righteousness that's that's going to be heavy to stand at the the foot of Jesus and and to give it to Jesus. I'm here just to say, hey, guys, don't forget about this. Hey, guys, let's tweet about this. Hey, guys, don't forget about that. I'm here to remind us all, hey, let's have some fun. Let's have some ice cream. Don't forget that's happening in a few minutes. Let's have some ice cream. Let's have a good time. That church doesn't need to be boring. I'm here to say, how do we reach families? How do we reach people that are far away from God? How do we communicate this unchanging truth and this changing culture that we live in? How do we stand and proclaim this truth that just seems like the world that we live in gets more and more and more narrow and more and more politically correct? It's the cause. It's the cause. It's the reason why I've been away from my kids for two weeks, and they're on their way home today. Tonight. It's the cause. It's the reason why I'll get on an airplane and, and I'll stay up for 24 hours and I will, and, and I will go and, and run through this and that because it's the cause. It's the reason why I'll preach. It's the reason why I'll serve. It's the reason why you gave up your 4th of July to serve in Pewaukee and to serve in Germantown. It's the reason why you're here tonight. It's the reason why you give of your time and your talent and your treasure. It's the cause. Let us never forget the reason why we're doing this. It's not about steeples and stained glass. It's it's not about preachers and pulpits and sermons. It's about people that are far away from God who need the life of Jesus Christ, who need to have this revolutionary truth change their life. I'm going to keep preaching like this until you shout me down. It's the reason why we do it, Amen. And I'm telling you, Life Church. I mean, I'm at Hillsong London, seven thousand people in the Dominion Theater where they do this. We will rock you. I mean, just this crazy, secular, theatrical performance during the week. And on Sunday morning, they convert that thing for four services. Young people, by the droves, falling in, falling in, coming in, and, and, and coming and filling in in that area and just seeing what God's doing. You have something, though, that they don't have. There is something that God has. And and even as I was talking to Noel, and you you caught it on video right there, where he said, you know, it's been a thousand years since there's been a move of God in this city. But I believe it's happening now, and I believe it's going to happen for you. Milwaukee is one of the only cities in America that's never had a great revival. D.L. Moody said, Milwaukee is a graveyard of evangelists. One of the greatest Christian communicators In the last 200 years. The only place that Billy Graham was never able to fill the the stadium was County Stadium. Milwaukee. Wow, I shaved my legs for this. Appreciate that. That's really motivating. That's really a confidence builder. Should we all just move? No, 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 no. I believe that God is using you and us and other churches... And he is doing something incredible. And I just want to encourage you. Don't forget the reason why we're here. Don't forget the cause. Don't forget the reason. I don't want to forget it. I don't want us to forget it. I don't want us to forget it's the reason why we do missions. It's the reason why we do outreach. It's the reason why we're paying off Prime this year. It's the reason why by by this time next year we we should be having... Shovels in the ground and be and digging the foundation and getting ready for for a building. Not because we need another, not, not because it's about buildings, but but it allows us to be able to reach more people and to be able to do that because we're max of facilities. It's a reason why we launched the West Campus in the spring. It's the reason why we launched an Internet Campus last Sunday, which had a great attendance. It's a reason why why we do everything that we do. It's the cause of Jesus Christ until everybody knows. Because I. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. That's it. That's it. It's not to be theologically wild. It's not for me to give you some deep uh, hermeneutical truth that you can just kind of savor for the next week. It's it's for every one of us to remember, this is why we're here. This is why we do what we do. And I'm working on this, and you can just see, I'm just, these are my notes. I'm just kind of like, I'm typically on an iPad and everything's written out, but I just started just kind of putting all of this together and, and writing this out and just really just trying to share it with my heart. And I remembered this, uh, this last thing. I, I, I just pulled it off of a, of a board that I have in my office in my study. I want to read this. I'm going to pray. It's called, I'm a Disciple. I wish I wrote it. I didn't, but I love what it says. For I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power, for the die has been cast and I've stepped over the line. The decision has been made, for I am a disciple of His. I won't look back, let up, slow down, or back away. For my past is redeemed, my present makes sense, my future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living. With sight walking, with small planning, with smooth knees, with colorless dreams, with tame visions, with mundane talking, with cheap giving and dwarf goals. I am no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, plotters, or popularity. I don't have to be first, right, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. For I now live by faith and I lean on his presence. I walk by patience, lift up by prayer, and labor by power. For my face is set. For my gate is fast, for my goal is heaven, and my road is narrow. And the way is rough, and my companions are few, and my guide is reliable, my mission is clear. For I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. I will not hesitate in the presence of the adversary. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy or ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I will not give up. I will not shut up, I will not let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, and prayed up, and paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. For I am a disciple of Jesus, and I must go until he comes. I will give until I drop. I will preach until all know. I will work until he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me, for my banner will be clear. I am a disciple. That, brothers and sisters, is why we exist. That is why we're here. That's why God is moving. Because we've got a call from heaven. We've got a conviction in the way that we live our lives. We're not any better than anyone else, but there is an eagerness in us that's obligated to the cause of Christ. And there is a cause of Jesus Christ that is burning in our soul. And these last two weeks reminded me God is not dead. He is alive. And God is not man that he would be limited by the things of man. But God is moving and God is working and God is strategically setting and aligning everything in this world up for his return. And I used to hear preachers say, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. You're with me, we're together. It's why we're able to accomplish what we're able to accomplish. And I just want to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't let the enemy come in and steal, kill, and destroy. I think sometimes the most spiritual things that we can do is just stand. Paul says when you've done everything that you know to do, then just stand. Just don't quit. Just, just don't quit. Just your reward's coming. Whether it's here or on the other side. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for a church that is so much bigger than a geographical location. That, Lord, you do truly hold this entire world in your hands. And I thank you, Lord, that I get to be a part of a local fellowship of believers, Life Church. And God, tonight, I ask you with boldness and with clarity. Lord, do in our city what you've done in others. Send a revival. God, not an awakening of a spiritual demonstration or of packed church houses. But God, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, send a sense of, and to our world, and to our community, God, into our metropolitan area in which we live. Lord, of who you are and what you're powerful and what you're capable of doing. And God, I pray as you do that, use us. God, let us not become people that just get dissuaded or, or, or God sidetracked with so many other things, good things, but not God things. But oh God, let our, our focus be clear. God, let our calling be clear. Father, let our conviction in which we live by, God, not be a, a holier than thou, but just this, 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 this gentle, but this strong, this, this meek, this power, Lord, under strength, type of a life that you've called us to live. That when people see in us They don't see that we're perfect, but they see in us this hope, this resurrection power that raised you from the dead, that dwells within us, that they see you and not us. That's what I'm saying, Lord, that they see you and not us. And, oh, God, let us not forget the cause. Let us not forget the reason why we are here. It's not to sing kumbaya. It's not to to take care of each other. It's It's to tell other people that there is hope, that there is life, that there is joy, that there's a better way to live, that there is a God that loves them and has a plan for their life. And yes, there is a hell, but there is a heaven to gain. And there is a reward and there is a fullness that only comes from you. Oh God, I pray send that kind of revival to us. Oh, God, I pray in these last days, don't pass us by. Oh, Lord, don't pass us by, but do a work and do what you want to do in our midst, in this church, God, in this city, in this community. Lord, and not just in our church, but in all the wonderful churches that are are throughout our city, Lord, and throughout this region of, of our state. I just pray, oh, Lord, an awakening to our spirit, Lord, that we, with conviction and with clarity, live this mission and this cause out. Until everyone knows. And I thank you, Lord, for what you have done. And I pray, God, oh Lord, I pray your continued blessings and grace in Jesus' name. Amen.